This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to The Sleep Pod. The podcast that is occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name's James, and I am here to make up a boring, rambling, and mildly amusing story to help set you up for a long and restful night's sleep. I'm sorry that new content has been a little bit sparse so far this year, but I've been actively battling burnout, and I only want to put out an episode when I'm confident that I'm in the right frame of mind to tell a story that is the right kind of boring. So thanks for sticking with me, and I know I'll be back to putting up more frequent episodes before too long. Anyway, for this episode's story, the word of inspiration came to me in the form of a man standing on the footpath outside of my home, holding up a boombox that was loudly playing songs from the 1980s. I took this as a sign that the word of inspiration for this episode should be music. So get yourself comfortable. Clear your mind of as many thoughts as possible. Zip up your sleeping bag. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Music. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Clinky Bobbins was sat at his workstation in the kaleidoscope factory. He knew it was approaching the end of the day, but wasn't too sure how much more work he had left. He leant back in his chair and did a big stretch, whilst casually glancing over to the large clock that was fixed on the wall. To his surprise, he had roughly one minute remaining of his workday. He smiled. He enjoyed his job constructing kaleidoscopes, but he also enjoyed not being at work. He started packing away all of his work items, all of his tools that he used for constructing the long tubes that make up the body of kaleidoscopes, plus all of the little more fiddly items that turn the tube into an actual kaleidoscope. Once all of his tools were packed away, he gave his desk a leisurely wipe, stood up, and went to the locker room to retrieve his personal items. He located his locker, unlocked it using the numerical code, and opened it up. Just as he expected, inside the locker, he found all of his personal belongings that he had left in there at the beginning of the day. 
His coat was hung up on a hook. His wallet and phone and keys were carefully placed on a shelf. And on the bottom shelf were his outdoor walking shoes. Unlike the majority of Clinky Bobbins's fellow kaleidoscope-making team, he brought with him a pair of shoes that he just liked to have on during the day. They were comfortable, they were warm, but they weren't that well suited for outside use. He slipped off the shoes that he had on and put his outdoor appropriate shoes on. They were grey, covered in faux leather, and had nice thick soles with excellent grip. Once his shoes were on, He put his coat on, picked up the remainder of his personal belongings and placed them in the pockets where they normally went, and then closed the locker. Once he was satisfied that he had everything that he needed, He left the locker room, said goodbye to some of his fellow employees, and left the factory for the day. Usually, Clinky would drive to work, but on the days that he didn't feel like driving, he would ride his bicycle. However, on this day, Clinky had planned ahead. He had walked the two miles from his home to the kaleidoscope factory in the morning. because he had the sole intention of walking home that day. The weather was nice. The temperature was that nice point of warmness where it's not too hot, but definitely not cold. There were only a few clouds in the sky. While stood outside the door to the factory, he took in a big, deep breath. And eventually, he began walking. He placed one foot in front of the other, 
and then repeated that movement until he had travelled all of the distance from the factory's main entrance to the footpath that ran along the road outside of the factory. Clinky knew the way from where he currently was stood to his home very well. Almost every day he would either drive it or bicycle it. But that day was different. Clinky had an ulterior motive for getting back home. It wasn't anything salacious or risky or even that interesting to anybody else. But for the last week, Clinky had decided that he really wanted to write a song. He had rudimentary knowledge of music production. and a vague idea on how to play a number of musical instruments. But the thing that was much more of a hurdle for Clinky was that he didn't know what to write a song about. All he knew was that he wanted to do something that was personal to him, new, maybe a little exciting. And so he had decided that he would walk home from work that day, so he could take in the sights and sounds of the great outdoors and hopefully find some inspiration in nature and the world in general. On the footpath, Clinky looked around. He had decided not to plan his route, but rather see which way the universe took him. and ignoring his inner compass by just walking and going with the flow just to see what would happen. It wasn't like Clinky's hometown was a particularly large town. No matter where he ended up, he knew he was always pretty much within walking distance of his home. He closed his eyes, took a deep breath, and started turning around on the spot. He rotated and rotated and rotated 
until he decided that he had rotated enough. And then he stopped rotating. He opened his eyes and took in the view in front of him. Unfortunately, the view in front of him was just the factory. And he didn't want to go back in there. Not until tomorrow morning, at the very earliest. So he sighed, turned 90 degrees to his right, and began walking. Because that's what he felt was the right decision to make. It was very quiet out. But it was a little bit windy. So as he walked, he fastened up his jacket. He was getting a little bit of a breeze. That was distracting him. Once he was zipped up and confident that he was as comfortable as he was going to get, he picked up the pace. As he walked, he paid extra attention to various things that were out and about. Things that he would have seen a million times before, but hadn't really looked at or paid enough attention to them. The bush that ran alongside the footpath was the first thing that he paid extra attention to. While the majority of the bush was a solid mass of green leaves with occasional twigs poking out. At ground level, he could see the branches, sticks, twigs, and everything else that made up the main internal structure of the bush. Hmm, he thought. That's quite interesting. Because usually he just saw the bush as just a big, leafy, green shape. But paying attention to it, he could see there was a lot more going on under the surface. He smiled to himself. And as he walked, he touched a few of the leaves, just to get more of a sense of the texture. And he found it quite pleasing. Smiling enthusiastically to himself, he continued walking. He walked... And he walked 
and he walked. Gosh, thought Clinky. This is a very long bush. He wondered if technically it was one bush or multiple bushes. He wasn't too sure how that kind of thing worked with bushes. He had heard about a forest somewhere which, although it looked like it was many trees, it was in fact only one tree. He was also sure he had heard something about some big mushroomy thing, but he wasn't sure where that was, or if it was a mushroom at all. It was just a vague memory somewhere in the back of his head. Eventually, once Clinky got bored of walking by that particular bush, he decided to change things up a bit. He decided to take the next right-hand turn as soon as one presented itself. So as he carried on walking, he kept a very keen eye out on the other side of the road. And eventually, he was glad that he had. Because nestled in between parts of a different bush, there was a footpath. It was the kind of footpath that wasn't exactly hidden. But it was the kind of footpath that, unless you were actively keeping an eye out for it, you probably wouldn't notice it. Clinky stopped walking checked the road for any oncoming traffic and once he was sure that there was none he crossed the road and once he was on the other side of the road he made his way to the aperture in the hedge that housed the footpath that was his new destination. Clinky Bobbins stood at the start of this new footpath and looked down it. It seemed to stretch in a very straight line for quite a distance. It was nicely paved, and on either side were many, many trees 
bushes, bits of fence, and if he squinted hard, he was sure he could see somewhere far off in the distance, a bench. Ah, thought Clinky. Maybe I'll go and sit on the bench. So, he began walking. The footpath was very well protected from the wind. And he felt his temperature warming up a little bit. Now that he didn't have a perpetual breeze attacking him. So he partially unzipped his jacket. And that was enough to make him once again very comfortable. As he walked, he tried to look at all of the different bits of nature that decorated the sides of the path. He looked at one tree as he passed it, and then almost straight away, he looked at a different tree. Some of the trees were big and thick, and had many branches. Others were quite thin, but were covered in little spiky leaves. Wow, said Clinky. He hadn't realized there was so much variety in tree types before. He knew that there were some that lost their leaves during the colder months, and some that kept them all year round. He knew that some had fruit and nuts and seeds. He knew some had big, flat leaves, and he knew that others had smaller, curly, crinkly leaves. But apart from that, his knowledge was pretty minimal on the whole thing. Well, thought Clinky, after I've finished making a song, I think I might spend some time researching all of the different types of trees. And if I enjoy that experience, maybe I'll move over to 
Bushes next. Maybe flowers. Clinky knew a lot about constructing kaleidoscopes. But he did not know a lot about the local flora and fauna. So he decided he would address that at a later point in time. He carried on walking. He walked and he walked all of the time, looking from his left to his right at the greenery. He also kept one eye on the bench that he had spotted. Gradually, it got closer and closer and closer, and soon, Clinky knew it was only a short matter of time before he was at sitting distance to the bench. He smiled. He was very much looking forward to sitting on the bench. After a few more minutes, eventually, the time had come. Clinky was grinning wide. He had finally reached the bench. Hooray, he said. As he approached it, And then, he giggled as he sat down on it. Ah, that's better, he said, and stretched his legs. When Clinky had eventually caught his breath, he decided that it was time that he got down to some serious work. After all, looking for musical inspiration was the whole purpose of his outdoor expedition. He reached into the inside pocket of his jacket and retrieved a notebook and He opened the small brown notebook, flicked past a few pages until he found one that was completely devoid of any previous writings. He then took the lid off the pen and fixed it to the other end of the pen. 
he took a deep breath and began hovering the pen just above the paper. So he was very prepared to start writing as soon as he had any great ideas. He looked around and thought. But unfortunately, no great thoughts were coming to the surface of his mind. Hmm, he said. And then he had a really good idea. He realized that he had already seen a couple of things that could be the building blocks of a song. He wasn't sure how exactly, but he thought it was a good a place as any to start the creative process. He made a note of the bush that he had seen, about how there's lots going on beneath the surface of leaves. Next, he made a note of the fact that there are many different types of trees. He wasn't sure if that could be a possible metaphor or simile for anything, but thought it was worth writing down. He sat and thought for a moment before writing one final note. He wrote about seeing a bench far off in the distance and walking for a while, knowing that eventually he would be able to sit on the bench. And have a nice little relax. Clinky he put the lid back on the business end of the pen and glanced down at his notes. Wow, he thought. I've not been out that long. I've already got some good, solid ideas. While he was sat on the bench, he started looking around, taking in all of the details of his surroundings once again. And it was only then when he properly looked at where he was, he noticed that right in front of the bench, there was a, another footpath. Oh, wow, he said out loud. Well, he thought. 
I suppose fate is dictating that I should walk this way now. So he put his writing implement and notebook back in his jacket pocket, stood up, and began walking straight to the new path that he had discovered. Unlike the first path, which had been a very, very straight path, this new one was twisty and turny and quite a bit up and downy as well. The trees and bushes were much more overgrown. But because of this, it felt much more closer to what nature should be like, rather than straight lines and angles, and handily positioned benches. No, he thought, this is very much nature. As he walked, he felt a few leaves underneath his feet crunch as he stepped on them. And also, similar things happened with a few tiny twigs that snapped beneath his feet. The path itself was different from the first one. As this one wasn't paved, it was mostly densely compacted dirt with a few spots of gravel and stones. He took a deep breath. He wasn't sure which type of tree that it was that he could smell. He knew that pine had a very distinct aroma. But he was fairly confident that it wasn't pine that he was smelling. It was some other kind of tree. Or maybe a bush. He stopped walking for a moment. Got out the pen and notepad. And made a note on... Things... Smelling. And then he carried on walking. There were a lot of twists and turns on the path. At some points the path split off into several forks. Then, eventually those forks would rejoin the path. You could hear birdsong. Various rustling noises. The sound of wind blowing through the canopy above him. And he could hear 
is footsteps crunching on the dirt and tiny stones. He liked the peace, even though his job wasn't loud or stressful. Compared to where he currently was, it was. He smiled as he looked around him, whilst putting one foot in front of the other, and then putting that first foot in front of the second one. He saw lots of interesting looking stones, some deeply embedded in the path, some being sat right on top of the path. A few points on the path, some previous traveller had gathered a collection of small stones and put one on top of the other. Clinky wondered if he had uncovered some kind of supernatural marker, or if it was just something that people do on paths such as that. He once again made a note of this particular thought. After twenty minutes of following the path, he eventually came to the end. He didn't know the end of the path was coming, although he knew that it would be very unlikely that the path went on forever. He had turned one fairly tight corner to see a large arch made of very old looking bricks. Mm, he thought. I wonder what this is. And so he did what anybody would do in his position. He took a deep breath, stood up very, very straight, and walked under the arch. Clinky found himself in what appeared to be a very, very large park. His brow furrowed. He'd lived in the town all of his life, and he had no idea that this park was there. He was also a keen collector of ordnance survey maps. 
and over the years, it studied almost every inch of the town via those maps. And he was sure that this park was not there. But it was. Clinky stood, looking around, staring at the undulating grass that waved in the wind, looking at the very nicely trimmed bushes, and very cool-looking trees. Wow, said Clinky. What is this place? As if to answer that question, Clinky heard a cough behind him. The type of cough that wasn't a real cough, more the type that was used exclusively to let someone know that someone was there. He turned to see a woman wearing a strange green uniform, a big beige hat on. Oh, said Clinky. Hello. Hello, said the woman. I heard you inquire where you were. Yes, said Clingy. I didn't know this park was here. Ah, said the woman. Yes, we like to keep a low profile. Oh, said Clinky. Is this your park? Sort of, said the woman. I am a park tour guide. My name is Gina. Oh, hello Gina. My name is Clinky. Hello, Clinky, said Gina, and they shook hands. So, said Gina, what has brought you to the park today? Well, said Clinky, I want to write a song and was searching for inspiration. Ah, said Gina, well, you are in the right place for it. Yes, said Clinky, but it's so, it's so big, I don't know where to start. Well, said Gina, I am a tour guide, come with me and I'll take you on a tour, and I'll help you find all of the inspiration that you could ever need for any musical endeavor. Wow, said Clinky, 
that sounds ideal. Thank you very much. Not a problem, said Gina. Shall we begin now? Clinky thought for a moment. Before turning back to Gina and saying, Yes. That's the end of this episode's story. Judging by that ending, I think this is going to be a two-parter. So keep your ears peeled for the second half of this story. It should be making its way onto the internet in the not-too-distant future. But for now... Thanks for listening, and as always, sleep well. <laughs>